The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss how to build a bulletproof marketing-led growth strategy. Joining us is Amrita Mather, who is the VP of Marketing at SuperSide, which is reinventing how good design gets done at scale. SuperSide uses their design subscription service, combining top designers from around the world with purpose-built technology and the rigor of design ops to deliver game-changing experiences for companies like Meta, Coinbase, Shopify, and Amazon. Yesterday, Amrita and I talked about the growth-led marketing playbook, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about unlocking design for performance marketing. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Amrita Mather, the VP of Marketing at Superside. Amrita, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Glad to be back. Excited to have you back on the show and continue our conversation from yesterday. We started about why marketing is so central. There is actually no marketing-led business. Right. We always have to market to either drive prospects to a product or to sales, but we are able to serve a purpose and help all of our sales and product-led teams to understand the customers. And a big portion of understanding your customer is knowing what visual cues will resonate them with. So talk to me a little bit about design. Talk to me about why design is so important in the marketing-led playbook. And also, how are you doing it for not just building awareness, but how do performance marketers think about design? Can I just admit first that I've worked for a lot of B2B tech companies, and I don't think until very recently have I really understood the power of creative as part of the entire marketing process. I mean, of course, I've always worked with the creative team. I've always had creative partners, but I don't think historically that I have personally fully leveraged the power of that. You know who understands this really well is e-commerce companies and just CPG companies in general. I think they've cracked it. And to some degree, I think media has cracked it as well, but it's less common in tech and it's certainly less common in B2B tech. I feel like design is something that people say, well, you know, I, I don't really know how to do design. In reality, they've already done it. It's not that people don't have designs, it's that they don't have good designs. And we sort of take replicas and don't do something that's unique. So talk to me about how important it is to copy what's working from other brands. How do you figure out if your design is actually working? 
Well, listen, for performance marketing, you know, you know right away, actually. So there's different types of design. You need a different cadence. You need a different testing methodology, depending on what channel it is, what effort it is, what kind of campaign it is. But I'll just say that if we want to just talk about performance marketing specifically, the channels are very well established and understood, right? It's all the usual stuff. It's like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok. There's like 10 common ones, maybe Reddit, maybe a few others. And it's abundantly clear from talking to all the top performance marketers that I know that the only way to really bring down CAC and have any kind of stability in this platform to kind of continually reach the same audience over and over is through really great creative and testing that really great creative. One thing that was kind of new back in the day, maybe three years ago, was this understanding of ad fatigue. You've been on Instagram, you probably see the same ad multiple times over the course of a couple of weeks, sometimes a month. And you're just like, oh my God, seriously, like I've not clicked on this. Why am I still seeing this ad? Like there's something irritating about that, right? So this is actually like a negative sentiment towards your brand. And this can be negated simply by refreshing your ad creative. So you're still getting your message in front of your audience, but you're not irritating the heck out of them. So this is well understood by top performance marketers now. That's one very common use case for why your creative needs to be refreshed. But really the secret sauce is ultimately you're trying to reach your audience. You want good quality audience and leads and whatnot. And it's become clear that everybody knows how to push all the same buttons. Everyone knows how to manipulate the algorithms of these platforms. It's down to a science now. It's well-documented. Every time Google makes a change, anytime YouTube makes a change, anytime Facebook makes a change, it gets well-documented. So there's really no differentiation now from brand to brand because everyone's got the same tools. The only difference you have is, of course, the product that you're selling. And the second one is how you sell it, how you tell that story and how you tell that story in three seconds or less on an Instagram ad or what have you is through creative. You literally only have three seconds to hook someone or grab someone. So that's the name of the game. And we've experimented so much with our own performance marketing and using our own creative that we know like the two or three things that really, really work. And we've doubled down in that area. The term that I think that is most important when you think about your performance marketing variables, thumb stopping power. We're all mostly going through social media when we're consuming our content, we're going through a blog post. What is going to stop you from continuing your endless scroll to actually recognize an image? And that is 100% pure design before you've actually realized what you're looking at. Is it compelling and attention grabbing? So talk to me about some of the lessons that you've learned. What actually, before someone has built in sort of the understanding of what they're looking at, what gets people to stop? So obviously, every brand is different. Every company is different. So it's not like the playbook is 100% something you can lift from company to company. But there are some universal truths that are quite clear now across our entire customer base and in our own marketing. The first thing we've seen is that video really stands out and really works. And when I say video, I don't mean animations. I mean first-person narrative video where you might have a protagonist or maybe it's in the form of a skit or maybe it's almost like a documentary style. But that type of video, no matter what storytelling format you choose, really stands apart as compared to static ads. 
So just looking at a highly visual, non-video centric platform like Instagram, which is SuperSide's one of our biggest channels, that's where we get most of our audience and traffic from actually. That particular channel has been optimized by our team to such a degree that everything we put out there is video. So that's learning number one, really embrace video to crack through the noise. And there's a lot of little hacks inside video too that help. So let me just give a couple of examples. One is lots of people actually watch video without sound. You could be putting your kid to bed or maybe you just don't want sound. You want some sensory deprivation, what have you. You have to have subtitles in there. That's kind of an obvious one. The second thing is you obviously only have three seconds. So the thumbnail that you choose for the video before it starts playing is so important. You need to A-B test the heck out of that. So that's the second thing. The third thing is we've actually found that, you know how people say like your video needs to be educational and knowledgeable, but also entertaining. That is actually very true. At least in our case, we have found that when a video is doesn't have to be haha funny, but when it has like a quality of like surprise and a little bit of delight, and maybe it's like a skit, maybe you do get a chuckle out of it, but there's some entertainment quality that actually outperforms other styles of video as well. So those are three things that I'll leave you with, but there's tons more. And it's stuff that we regularly blog about on superside.com. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. All right. So a video with your performance marketing is obviously important. I don't think that's necessarily new news, but we'll reiterate it. It's also understanding what the first image someone sees, making sure that your video has value in terms of the information, but also entertaining enough to keep somebody's attention. How do you know when you're running your performance marketing campaigns, if the video, the creative is the problem, or if it is something like the product, the messaging, something that's not necessarily creative, is there a signal that you can use to isolate the quality of your video? I think you could use the same video with different copy and test that. That's usually our first test, actually. We'll 
kind of deploy the same video with different headlines, different subheads, sometimes even like different subtitles, like the opening line might be slightly different than the rest of the video. That's our first test. Once we know between those three options, what's working well, then we optimize for like the length of the video. Does that actually mean that this creative is not working? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. It, it's sort of. I think the name of the game these days is kind of having multiple campaigns in market and comparing each of them against each other. But also within the campaign, you need to run multiple tests. So if you start with the myopic stuff and then kind of zoom out, that is a tried and tested approach that's worked for us. That being said, there's also like targeting that's happening on the side, right? So if your targeting parameters change and your creative is also changing at the same time, that's actually quite confusing. So what we recommend is keep your targeting the same, your audience building parameters the same. However, you've built that audience, it's got to be the same. And then test, test, test very quickly. You should actually have really good data back within the week. And then you deploy a full scale test. Sometimes, depending on your audience size, it could take a week or two for good results to come back, but you should know pretty quickly. And while that test is running, you should be working on your next video, your next set of creative, and then the next set of creative. So you always have a steady stream. Even when something works beautifully, the truth is it's not going to last. So like in a couple of weeks, maybe four weeks tops, you're going to have to shift it out for something else anyway. Someone said to me a long time ago, no growth hack lasts longer than three months. It, that time frame is even shorter for performance marketing. Okay. So talk to me about managing not only video production, that's the name of the game here. You have to produce lots of video. You have to be able to cycle through, figure out what's working, but video isn't cheap to produce. How do you manage the cost of, I need to create great, interesting, compelling video, but I also need to do it at scale because I'm not sure what's going to work till after I publish it. I have to say, like, I don't know if I can say this on this podcast, but video is a bitch. It really is. You're not the first person to use the B word. Don't worry. <laughs> it really is. I mean, listen, I am married to someone who directs movies for a living. And so I live in video all day, every day. And I know how hard and complicated it is. You could have like the perfect shot, the perfect lighting, the perfect actors, the perfect everything. And your sound could be messed up. Right. And that throws everything off. So tons of things have to go right. I guess it depends on the size of the business and the growth rate. SuperSide didn't invest in video, particularly from a performance marketing perspective, until early 2022. So we were three years into the game before we started really investing in video because it does take time, money. And we decided to do it in-house in the sense like performance marketing is so core to our growth that we didn't want to outsource any of that to someone else, at least in the early days. So we built a video team inside our creative team. And that video team is pretty full stack now, but in the early days, it was just two people. It was one person who was like an amazing editor. And it was one person who could be on camera talent, was a decent enough script writer with a little bit of help he could get there and knew the ins and outs of basic lighting and setup and equipment and things like that. And we just found a small little space where we could control the sound a little bit and just did a ton of video experiments in the first few months. And then when that started paying off and we were able to recover the CAC very quickly, we said, oh, okay, video is going to stay. That This is going to be a big part of our process and we can leverage it for other things, organic, social and whatnot. So then we started building up the team further. And now we actually have a five-person video team inside our creative team that supports performance marketing, our regular organic social media strategy, and our content marketing, that which includes some of our thought leadership. 
So it's a three-pronged approach. We've deployed the team across a number of things, but the cycle of communication and the iteration with performance marketing is really fast. They actually have a weekly meeting and they iterate on ideas on the fly. They might see, oh, this video started to trend, but then it fell off a cliff. Okay, so that means the hook might've been good, but maybe the engagement wasn't staying. Facebook is penalizing us for that. So now let's do the same video, but with a slightly different ending or the slightly different middle, right? So that's what that team is trying to do together. Like learn, constantly look at the data, constantly learn and constantly ship stuff to test. Cause you don't really know. You have a hunch, you have some hypotheses, you have some good data, but you don't really know what's gonna perform. You know, and you're also working in a changing, evolving landscape. What works on Facebook today or any of your other video-based platforms might not work tomorrow. I guess the last question I have for you, you mentioned expanding not just from performance marketing, but to into your content strategy. You can use video to acquire your customers. It's great for advertising. Talk to me about some of the things that you're doing down market, the creative that's useful when you're nurturing, what are you doing to do direct response, video sales letters? How important should creative be throughout the rest of your buying cycle? I might be biased, but our data suggests it's one of the most important things. You have to know your market. You have to know your buyer to speak the jargon, et cetera, right? That's obvious. The messaging is core to everything and how you position your company is core to everything. But we actually find that to the audience that we sell to, like we sell a lot into marketing teams. Marketing teams are notoriously difficult to get through to because they're like sold to all the time. There's all these different MarTech vendors. There's all sorts of stuff going on. There's information consumption. It's also like a very fast changing profession. People say engineering changes fast, marketing changes faster. So everyone's constantly trying to upskill themselves, upskill their teams and kind of keep abreast of like what the competition is doing, et cetera. So there's information overload. It's notoriously difficult to sell to. And we've actually found that even simple things like when a lead becomes a legit prospect for us, and now they've actually maybe talked to a sales rep, hey, maybe we've run a demo for them. That still doesn't mean that they fully get what we're all about and how we're different than the incumbent solution that they already have, et cetera. And we've actually found that creative can unlock that a little, again, through a little bit of entertainment. So let me give you an example of that. For all of our design personas, we created this fun quiz that is sent to people just saying, hey, try to figure out what design personality you are. And there's like five or six different outcomes that come out of that. And everything has like an archetype. It's almost like a little bit of like a horoscope. It's like a card. It looks like a tarot card. And it's like this fun, quirky little thing, but it actually gives you actionable takeaways like, oh, you're this type of person. This means you will collaborate well with blah, 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 or here's what you need to work on or what have you. And it's personalized enough, depending on this quiz that you take, that you can actually take that and be like, ah, cool, I can do something with this. And it's entertaining and it's engaging and it pulls people close to the brand. So we actually use that for acquisition, but we also deploy that to these prospects who are still kind of sitting on the fence about is SuperSide a good solution for them or not. We deploy that amongst a whole bunch of other video content that is very bite-sized, very zippy. In 30 seconds or less, you can understand how we compare to a competitor or how we compare to an in-house creative team or how we compare to an agency. So we've found a lot of success in that as people go through the buying journey with us. You know, the quality of your creative is not just something that matters for your performance marketing. It's something that your prospect is experiencing throughout the buyer's journey. And one of the biggest things is you don't want this big disconnect. You don't want somebody to see this wonderful creative video that drives them to a website that looks like trash. You have to have your design not only be high quality, be relevant, but be consistent throughout the entire experience. 
So as you're starting to think about the value of design, it's not just an advertising component. It is advertising, it's nurture, it's performance marketing, it's your product, everything throughout your cycle. Design touches everything. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Amrita Mather, the VP of Marketing at Superside. If you'd like to get in touch with Amrita, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Amrita Mather. That's A-M-R-I-T-A-M-A-T-H-U-R. Or you can visit her company's website, superside.com. And of course, you can go to Superside's YouTube channel to learn more about how they think about design, some best practices and tips specifically for marketers. You can just look for Superside on YouTube. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.